oftentimes and not a whole lot of times I get the opportunity to do one of my favorite things as it relates to these interviews. That is to interview an outstanding young brother, an African-American male, young man, who is doing something in the community because we all recognize and realize, uh, I, I want to call it a vacuum for want of a better word for young African-American males who are projecting themselves in the community and are obviously making a difference. For those of you who don't know, I am Alex Haversham, your host for A Call to Action. And I'm so happy today because I've been concerned about uh, the posture and the position of African-American males for over 40 years now. And I am deeply concerned about the number that we have in the reservoir that's going to make positive contributions to our community and continue the legacy. Well, guess what? We struck gold today because we are going to interview a young man who uh, is going to continue the legacy in a positive manner and who provides a sense of hope and inspiration for me. And that young man is none other than Mr. Weston Stroud. How you doing, Weston? Great, great. Thank you for that for that beautiful yeah. intro. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just humbled to to be on this platform uh, with you and and to to be in the midst of, of Black excellence and, and and Black history. So thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. So let's begin by. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I'm going to need your help on something that I'm doing as it relates to downtown. So when we talk about uh, what you're doing over there in Greenwood Bottom, yeah. all those good things, I want to plug in what we're trying to do. Because what we need to do, we need to join, you know, everything together. But tell us first about yourself. Okay. So I'll start off with, with me. So my name is Weston Stroud. Um, I'm from Macon. I claim it uh, proudly. Um, I went to St. Peter Claver uh, for middle school, for elementary school, and then for middle school and high school, I ended up uh, attending Mount Sales, which is right down the street um, from the Greenwood Bottom Historic uh, District. And uh, and after after attending Mount Sales, I decided to to go to to Syracuse, New York, um, where I did a dual enrollment at the at the University um, of Syracuse or Syracuse University and the State University of New York. College of Environmental Science and Forestry, where I focused on environmental policy, urban design, um, and, and just looking at different ways that we can change the environment um, in order to affect people. And so just studying that relationship between uh, people and our environment and how we can have a positive impact for, for, for change. Wow. Wow. What inspired you? I mean, you're the first person, you're the first person of color. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it that I have met. I mean, I know you didn't have many in your class. No, no, that's I, absolutely that's that's absolutely noteworthy and phenomenal. So, what kind of drove you into that direction? So, um, when I was coming up, um, my mom was a single parent, and she had to to figure out ways to have positive male um, role models in my life. And so, at an early age, she put me in scouting. 
And Boy Scouts was like the first time that I, I had to make decisions on my own. The first time that I had to live with the decisions that I made if I forgot to bring a camping uh, or if I forgot to bring a sleeping bag, well, you're gonna sleep without a sleeping bag. That's, that's what's gonna happen. And so um, through that process, um, I want to learn more about myself and I learned about nature. And so understanding uh, nature, understanding the way that uh, different elements affect each other and, and, and how you plan for your trip and what you got to prepare for and all that aspect, just from going hiking, going camping, learning how to cook, learning how, how to build a fire, learning how to cross a stream, learning all these different things, communicating um, and, 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 and self-sufficiency. I mean, all of that is learned you know, um, out in the wild. So having that opportunity to just mature in nature, um, it influenced me for, for growing up and in, 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 in my perspective of, of how to influence the world. And so uh, for me, I wanted to do something that was related to the environment um, as well as something that was, that, that, that was relevant for me as a, as a black man in America. And so um, urban spaces is an environment or are an environment that are created by humans. And because of that, they're inherently biased because we all have our own biases. And so being a black man who's trying to change the environment is a new perspective in, in America and, and a new perspective in planning, but not a new perspective historically, but in, in our current climate, it's just, it's new. And, and I'm the only um, planner in Macon that is from Macon. We have another black planner um, who, who is here making uh, Greg Brown, who works for uh, planning and zoning. But other than us, that's it. And a community that's majority African-American. Yeah, um, I want to mention two things. Uh, first of all, I think sometimes we overlook the fact that the Black community, African-American community is more adversely affected by environmental matters than other people because of neighborhoods, because of trash, because of poverty, because of the lack of health care. So I want you to just kind of briefly talk about two things. First of all, I want you to take a minute and give a shout out again to scouting, the importance of scouting and how, you know, I had a grandmother that called me uh, a day before yesterday to say that her grandson needed a mentor and he's eight years old. And the first thing that came to my mind, you know, individual mentoring, you know, is good. I said, well, he ought to be in the Boy Scouts. He ought to join scouting. And so I think it bespeaks of, you know, environmental health and environmental improvement and an environmental avenue if in fact we help to inform the community that scouting, and we got a phenomenal scout department, a scouting yeah. organization in Bill County. Yeah. And I'm saying that not because my wife is on the board, <laughs> but because I have learned more as a result of her being on the board about how important scouting is and how it needs to be supported in both ways. Hey, need more young people to be involved in scouting and we need more of the community to support scouting so give another quick shout out for scouting oh man i gotta i, I gotta give a quick uh, a huge shout out to boy scouts um it's it's one of those things that 
you never realize how important it is or all the, the lessons that you learn from it. But I mean, for me, especially uh, some of the some of the some of the biggest and longest friendships that I have were created in scouting. And the first time that I was I was able to to one deal with race relationships was in scouting. Right. Like a lot of and, and a lot of getting over it or not getting over it, but having those tough conversations about things that are uncomfortable happens when you're when you're separated from the, from the rest of the world and it's just you and and, and, and your buddies and we're yeah. in the tent and we out here in nature and we're gonna we're gonna have real conversations after hiking 20 miles you know tired and yeah. it's a network it's a national network i was able to go to new mexico to go to Philmont. i was able to go to the florida keys at sea base the only one i didn't do was northern interior but i mean just all of the the access to just various recreational opportunities and it's something that's uh clean healthy family oriented fun that you can you can get people out there you can educate people you can and you can do something at the same time and so I, I mean i think that we're doing ourselves a disservice if we get away from scouting if we don't um if we're not tapping into that you know and especially as as you know uh black people we gotta we gotta know some of these basic um these basic principles of, of how to survive and how to and how to do that in a way that's fun, engaging, and something that you can use as a reference point on your uh, on your resume. You know, as an Eagle Scout, I've gotten more opportunities just off of being an Eagle Scout or being in scouting, just because people know me. You know, know that, and then it, it's a it's an affirmation of of your dedication to finishing something. You know, and that's and that's what's key. Outstanding. Well, I appreciate those words. And I do realize the importance, and I think that it's incumbent upon you and me. I, I was in 242, okay? I still, yeah. that's been a long time ago, but it's incumbent upon you and me to kind of uh, promote scouting because of it's really important for a lot of reasons to our community. And it mirrors what we are trying to do as a community improvement. Okay, so let's talk about some of. Well, let's talk about some of your initiatives. Talk first of all a little bit about what planning entails as it relates to your nine to five. But okay. then let's move from there and let's talk about the many initiatives in which you have been involved and we'll wrap it up with the Greenwood Bottoms. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, a little, a little context on, on planning. Um, the whole concept of city planning, urban design is, is something that has historically been uh, a position that white men have, have been in, right? When we think about, um, well, in America, let me, let, me, let me preface that with saying here in America, that is the context that we live under. Now, if we wanna take a historic reference point and we look at the great civilizations of Egypt or, or you look at the walls of Benin, or if you look at all the, the the ancient history of Africa, you see the first cities, the first planning was done by African people. And so when we when we get understanding how city structures, understanding social dynamics, understanding uh, what access means, I mean the, these they seem like complex things, but it's I mean it's it's really being a human at a at a, at a bigger scale, right? Like if you you know some of the things that uh, if you, we know as as citizens, where certain areas are that we're afraid to go, we know what that feels like. We know what that looks like. 
now we have to put we have to see what the data is telling us as to why it's like a scientific and and even the study is like is considered a social science and so as is economics right it's not a, it's not a physical science it's a social science but that social science is 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 all predicated off of people and and sociology and citizens and sit and being civic minded and so understanding people is is at the root of planning um in order to to give the proper information to to the state they require data and the data has to make sense in the way that it's organized and in the way that it's distributed to them so that they can see your your marking you know your media marks but um when engaging the public you got to synthesize that and, and keep it simple and, and talk straight to people so that everybody understand what's going on and there's not some some big language that's being thrown at them and and they get lost in in in, in the conversation and so um when it comes to connecting um connecting people to resources looking at transportation currently i work um for the transit authority and so um, we're, we're looking at transportation solutions to a lot of these social problems so um, like today, CEO called me in. We're we're looking at how we can address um, income inequality, right? And so, if if we know our goal is to is to address income inequality, he then says, "All right, how do we how do we make that goal possible?" We look at where are the employers that are paying people at a rate that's that they can actually move up, right? And where where are those located? And then where are our highest poverty concentrated areas let's 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 really address and put some numbers to it so that we can see the impact that we're going to have and so if we look at one where is the highest poverty concentration where are those jobs that have the most mobility all right let's help these people get there <laughs> what there's got to be a transportation solution to that right and like that's the job so now um figuring out how we do that how we track that how we can tell our impact of of our investment that's the key and so when we think about and that's just and that's one program um and that's one where i'm just looking at the south side now when we think about other portions of our city that don't have access to the same amenities where are the concentration of medical facilities in downtown so all routes should lead to downtown because if you live on any side of the town you may need to use some of the medical facilities that make making a little bit better than Jones County or better than the next county over. Like because of the amenities that we have here, it's the same reason why we have a lot of uh, homelessness, a lot of a lot of uh, just various social problems is because we have a lot of solutions to them here. So everyone that has these issues, they come to making looking to, to get, you know, them addressed it from mental health to cardiac, you know, a, car, a cardiologist, you know, those having those assets in our community makes our community what it is. Um, and so as a, as a planner, you, you just kind of try to keep a, a, a tab on all the different things that are happening, the different groups, what are, what are real conversations, the uncomfortable conversations that are being had? What are, the, what are the conversations that are being had where people think they're doing great until you see the other side of it and, and the customers may say, I feel like you never talked to us or you never engage us, you know? Just understanding those two perspectives and then um, trying to marry the two is, you know, that's the that's the, the the name of the game, and that's really the goal. Um, and one of my my planning mentor, Mike he, Mike Greenwald, he's um he's he works with planning and zoning now. He's 
he always says like the best planners you can't even tell that they're there just things just happen seamlessly everything goes and, and it just feels like wow this is just a really nice place to be every everybody seems like they're really connected and everything it just just works you, you know and it, you never know who's who's behind trying to talk to these people talking to these people doing this doing that do that make help with you know managing um managing expectations managing personalities managing data man you know so it's just a, a few different hats you gotta wear but it's i mean it, it's what makes the job fun and it's always something new well, I'm so glad that you are a part of it, and I appreciate your interest and your enthusiasm. You involved in quite a few initiatives in the community also. So, uh, first of all, let me thank you for all that you do with Bike Walk and Greenwood Bottom and sure. many of the other things in which you're involved. Talk a little bit about your community involvement, but in doing so, uh, talk about how other can others can become involved in these initiatives and how they can support them okay um so there's a few different initiatives that are going on currently right now and um and so you know i'm i'm, I'm involved in a, in, a, in a few different organizations from bike walk making to uh, habitat for humanity to uh, the douglas theater grand opera house you know so i'm, I'm doing a lot but it's fun i mean and, and it's cool um one of the things that people can do this year, especially it being 2021, it's actually a hundred years since the 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 uh, the Douglas Theater actually opened up, and so it's been a hundred years of Black excellence in the midst of everything that's happened in, in the American story. Uh, this man, Charles Henry Douglas, was able to create a space where Black culture could could grow, could proliferate, so that we have rocket. You know, we wouldn't have a lot of the genres that we experience today if it wasn't for the groundwork, the the groundwater that that he put in. And, and you know, it's you never see it, right? Because no one asked about the venue owner. Everyone asked about the artist that was at the venue. But if you don't create that platform, you don't have that artist there, right? So when you think about hip hop, we hip hop, right? So comes from soul music, which is stemmed from James Brown, who was constantly around making. We think about uh, rock and roll, of course, Little Richard, and having that that opportunity at the at the uh, at the Douglas to even perform and to and to have that space where he did what he did so well that, that white patrons came to the space to listen to this man. I mean, it, when you create that platform, and then of course, you know, uh, Otis Redding having having you know all the the various shows and, and opportunities there. I mean, it just that platform. They have some solid base to jump off of, and it's a hundred years since. And so, the best thing that people could do to start, um, in any way, support is to give to that, uh, you know, hundred dollars for hundred years, and, and for a hundred more to go. You know, um, anything to support that would be hugely influential, and it's for our future, not just our past. Um, and then with bike walk making, we have various initiatives that are coming. We just actually passed the complete streets uh, policy which means that when new development is coming, um, people have to take a, uh, developers have to take a, a, a more holistic approach and and, uh, and at least study of how they can provide various transportation options. So if that means having a bike lane on the street, if that means having a bus lane on the street, um, or, or improving sidewalks and connectivity with other um, amenities in the area. 
I mean, there's a lot of things that can be done because when these new businesses come in, a lot of times they'll ask for utility hookups. They'll ask for the water authority to, to do this or to do that, or they'll ask for, you know, all these, these, these things in order to make their transition easier. And so there are, um, there are things that we can do as community members, as uh, nonprofit organizations to push developers in the right direction to create communities that are connected cohesive and, um, and intentional. And so uh, supporting and, and getting involved in your local neighborhood association and, and supporting Bikewalk Macon's effort to connect our community and to look at uh, transportation because we know how highways have gone through um, black neighborhoods and decimated you know, these, these spaces. And so uh, that has to be a part of our, our, our discussion when you talk about the solutions to uh, addressing a lot of these ills because it, it creates that that separation and, and, and when we're physically separated then we become uh, socially uh, separated and, and you know um, stronger together and um, and then finally with, with Greenwood bottom the efforts that we've been doing um, we just got a grant to start a neighborhood association and so in the coming months you'll see a lot will be coming from that area with the Greenwood bottom uh, neighborhood association and so a lot of people a lot of people don't know. You gotta define and tell us what so, Greenwood Bottom is. Because okay. All so those, that's right. That's right. That's know, right. Hey, hey, you gotta be pretty old yeah. to even appreciate Greenwood Bottom. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A lot of people have never heard of it. So kind of approach it from a historical perspective and move into the uh, present. Now, let me tell you. Let me make you feel good. You know, I just look good. I might be pretty, I might be a little older than you think. I, look, look. I used to go to the movie man at the Roxy Theater. Well, I yeah, I didn't I didn't think you yeah. I didn't think you were old enough to, to be yeah, yeah well, well I wasn't but two, but <laughs> no, no, but I did. I mean I was very, 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 very young. Yeah. But I used to walk from Temple Heights to the Rocks at Theater. So I remember used to watch uh, Lash LaRue and Hopalong Cassidy yeah. and all of those cowboys. So, I mean, and at the time, and you talk about the Douglas, there were two movies that, 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 that Black folk could go to. One was the Douglas downtown, but there again, you, you got that transportation involved in it. Right. You know, but I could walk to the rock to, and, and frankly, Weston, uh, this is a call to action. I'm your host, Alex Havisham, interviewing a fine young man in Central Georgia who's involved in a lot of initiatives in the person of Mr. Weston Stroud, who is a planner, you know, who went to Syracuse University in environmental studies and planning, which is one heck of a major, and he's doing an outstanding job. Back to what I was saying. So, you know, I had to walk to the Roxy and then there, have you ever heard of a Capitola? Yeah, 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 the Capitola coins. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. we used to use those to get into the Roxy. So just talk about historically. That I, 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 I gave you a little historical introduction on the Roxy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, take yeah. it from there. And so um, that's a great, I mean, that, the Roxy was a crown jewel of this historically black neighborhood. So when we think about, um, let's let's take it way back. So when uh, a lot of uh, 
after emancipation, a lot of newly freed um, Black people came to the, the middle Georgia area. They actually left the coastal area. Um, and a lot of them actually settled in, in, in Tybee, which is this historically Black neighborhood. And it has that name um, from the people who actually settled there. And so you have, one, a place, Tybee, where it's a community where a lot of uh, black, pe black people, um, newly freed Africans came and, 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 and settled. And so there was one, the housing area, but then you had the, the, the economic area, the area where you spent money, where, you, where your businesses were set up, right? And so the name Greenwood is derived from the Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, right? Um, that, that Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma was hugely famous and known all like the states over. In the Black community, we had a few different newspapers and there was just various ways of communicating and um, informing each other. And so Greenwood became a colloquial term used in a lot of various, a lot of Black communities across the nation. And so making, um, as, as our economic center of, of, of the black dollar was formulating that name became relevant and Greenwood was the name the, the name that, that came from that. And then bottom that if you if you go throughout the United States is another colloquial term used by black America. Um, and if you like in, in Detroit they have Detroit's black bottom. You know, so that's just, it's a, it's a name that also is a descriptor, but it's a common colloquial term. And so that's how you get even the name of Greenwood bottom in that area and that's kind of the social uh conditions that kind of brought upon okay we're it. running out of time so talk about what you're doing there say where it is uh, okay so slides and talk about the initiatives that you've got going on there so greenwood bottom is from oglethorpe street second street down to uh to mlk and then if you take oglethorpe all the way over to edgewood and so what what i actually want to grant um it's a it's called a Emerging Cities Champions Grant um, to, to help kind of kickstart the area, right? Um, and I guess the, the whole construct of it is a social entrepreneur. You're trying to create an entrepreneurial venture that has social impacts and you can hire, use, improve, help the community. And so I got the, the grant to, uh, to start a food truck park in the area. So right behind this, my background, if you see that the rusty building uh, over my shoulder, um, that shoulder, that um, that building um, is called the Roxy, and that's that's where you know all, a lot of black making were able to to experience you know a good time, and so we we actually consider the area behind it Roxy Park, and we we named it that to pay homage to to the the impact of the Roxy, and so if anybody is interested, um, we'll be doing community cleanups out there. We host uh, various events from um, each month just to, to celebrate some of the local artists and the, the history of the area. Henry McNeil Turner and the Pan-African movement. There's just so many great things that you can derive and get from this area, learn from this area, the people there, um, the history is, is, is rich. And so, I mean, we're, we're just constantly have, creating a platform for community conversations. That is so outstanding. I want to congratulate you again and thank you you know, and really praise you, if I could say that humbly, for all of your involvement that you come in the community and everything that you're doing. Now, how can one, what's the best resource for a person to find out more about what you're doing? Uh, we started, we have a social media uh, page 
if you look up Roxy Park, you'll see it on on Facebook, on social, on uh, on Instagram, and that's really our our, our vehicle for, for communication. So it's really based on pop up urbanism. So you really got to follow it on social media, turn your notifications on. Um, yeah. Roxy Park. Yes, sir. And that's a Facebook page. Yes, sir. There's a Facebook page and an Instagram. Oh, outstanding. This is a call to action. I'm your host, Alex Habersham. Having interviewed uh, Mr. Weston Stroud, a local guy. Man, I'm so glad you came back to Macon, you know, because too often you were, you know, people with your kind of resources and talent don't come back home. So welcome home, man. You stay here, continue to do well. And anyway, I can assist you in the Macon Middle Georgia Black Pages or anything else in which I am involved can assist that initiative. Just let me know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, this is a call to action. I'm your host, Alex Habersham. Have an interview. Mr. Uh, the Honorable Weston Stroud. <laughs> Honorable because of his involvement. Have a great day. Get ready, Central Georgia. Project Bad starts this summer. Making Black Pages, Newtown Macon, and Rhythm and Jazz Foundation will host six multicultural events in downtown Macon. Project Bad is an initiative that seeks to broaden the diversity of downtown. BAD offers a family-friendly environment that encourages interactions, highlighting, promoting, and familiarizing the public with the dynamics of downtown Macon. With the initial event to be held on July 17th, music by Ladies of Interchange. The six festival events will be held every second Saturday through December in the urban core areas and utilize the beautiful green spaces and other downtown venues like Rosa Parks Square, 3rd Street Park, the Tubman Museum, Georgia Sports Hall of Fame,